0: welcome to the 23 minutes in hell podcast author and speaker bill weiss and his wife annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity bill and annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear but instead it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely
1: thank you for joining my wife and i today we are discussing what some bibles are missing Now, this teaching will open your eyes to the deliberate changes made in many modern Bible translations. These translators have changed what God actually said. Many have eliminated important words, phrases, and even entire verses out of the Bible. As a matter of fact, the late Dr. Chuck Missler, who was a brilliant Bible teacher, uh, states that there are over 8,413 changes. Now, some translations are... Are what they think God said and not a literal translation. Now, if you are not studying the King James Version, or at least the New King James Version, then you can miss many important scriptures God intended for us to know.
0: I know, Bill, that is so true. You know, and, and just for our listeners' sake, to be clear, we are not saying you cannot use any other Bible version besides the King James Version. You know, I, myself, I like to look up things in sometimes the New Living Translation, Amplified Classic, and and so forth, just to get a little more um, expounding on that verse, right? Exactly. And when you're studying. But many of these other versions, you know, they can bring clarity to a verse, and they may be easier to read. And the majority of the scripture is the true word of God. So we just wanted to clarify that. That's right. But however, we should always compare these versions to the King James and rely on it for final accuracy and authority. In addition, the English language reached its pinnacle in achievement as to its eloquence and majesty in the 1600s. 1600s which was the Shakespearean era. The wording was clever, concise and poetic in nature, and it also carries with it a reverence and tone since the translators so respected and gave honor to the precise word of God.
1: Exactly. You know, and to give one example of the clever way the King James Version gets the point across, I just want to share a quick story. You know, uh, I was on a secular radio uh, talk show program. Uh, I was invited to discuss the topic of hell. Now, there were two hosts who consistently mocked me and the concept of hell. You know, they were laughing and would make jokes about me being maybe scared Uh, They would say things like, you know, I probably now slept with the lights on, or I'm running home to mama, you know, really making fun uh, of this whole idea of hell. But I stayed polite, and I tried to convey that Jesus said hell is a real place, and to fear God, who can cast you into this place of everlasting torment. But they continued to make fun of it. Then the Lord brought to my thoughts a scripture, and I said to them, you know, there is a verse in the Bible that actually describes you both. They said, oh, really? What is it? I said, Proverbs 15, 21. It says, folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom. Now, the King James Bible so eloquently and cleverly called them stupid.
0: I like that. You know? <laughs> I know that's true. It's kind of like you get away with it saying it in, in kind of a classy way with the King James, right? That's right. Oh, okay. Well, back to the topic at hand. We will be sharing information in part from, I just wanted to mention, some of the books and teaching that Bill was researching out of. Uh, One is a three-part teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel called The Foundation of the Bible, which is excellent. And Dr. Chuck Missler has a superb two-part teaching called Which Bible?, Also, there's a book by David W. Daniels, Look What's Missing, Dr. Henry M. Morris, The Bible Has the Answer, Dr. Henry Morris, Defending the Faith, and also David Otis Fuller, Which Bible, a book called Which Bible?
1: That's right. Now, when we read to you some of the verses that have been deleted, you will have to ask yourself, why are the foundational doctrines of the Christian faith being deleted? You know, such as the deity of Christ or that he created all things or the blood of Jesus that cleanses forgiveness to others, repentance from sin and the virgin birth. This is just some examples of the verses that are deleted. Now, let me read to you some of these verses that have been altered or deleted. Ephesians 3.9 says, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now, by Jesus Christ is missing in 44 versions out of the 50 I checked. Now, the Gnostics didn't believe Jesus created all things, and they were strong influencers of two of the main early manuscripts that our modern Bibles are based on. So, you know, by Jesus Christ, that's an important thing. Yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And Bill, look at Matthew 18, 11, says, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. This verse is missing in 35 versions. The WYC reads, for man's son came to save that thing that perished. Is that a kooky translation?
1: Exactly. It's just to give an example you know, then go ahead with uh, Mark eleven twenty six.
0: Oh, yeah. And that's, of course, an important verse. It says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. The entire verse is missing in 26 versions. Eliminating this verse eliminates the need to forgive others. That's right. And then Colossians one fourteen says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And notice, Through his blood, which is super important, is missing in 44 versions. Right,
1: 44 versions, you know. Why remove that truth? You know, in this next verse that is missing, uh, verse 37, I will first read verse 36 to establish the content. Acts 8, 36 and 37. uh, And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? Now, this next verse is completely omitted in 39 versions. Here's the next verse. Uh, It says, and Philip said, if thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's missing in 39 versions. And you see how important that, that verse is. Why would they remove that?
0: Exactly. You know? And I mean, believing in Jesus is a requirement before being baptized. (laughs) You know, this refutes the practice of infant baptism also.
1: That's right. That's right. You know,
0: in Luke um, 9, 55 through 56. And you know, if you're listening today and you have, you're in a a position where you can pull out your Bible, I would check my Bible against some of these verses. And we're just going to give a handful today. There's many more, of course, we're Hmm. not going to get into. But it's just to make you all aware that this exists in a lot of the modern translations. And Luke 9, and 56, these next two verses are missing in 32 versions. And it says, but he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of for the son of man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them
1: that's a lot to be missing. That's an important verse.
0: That is. And take a look at Luke 4.4. 4. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. But by every word of God is omitted in 17 versions. This was the whole point of the verse.
1: Exactly. You know, then in uh, 1 John 5, 7 and 8, this is how it reads. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. Now, part of the verses do not appear in 19 versions. And here's how 19 of the versions read. Two different ways. Um, Most of them read, or there are three that testify. That's it. For all those things I just said, all it says is, or there are three that testify. Some other versions say, and the Spirit is the witness because the Spirit is the truth. That's it.
0: Wow, they eliminate important verses there.
1: Right. There's a lot of things said in those verses that's gone.
0: Wow, and let's take a look at Luke 2, 33. It says, And Joseph and his mother, that's in the King James, they wrote in other, this is in 42 other versions. It says, Instead of, and Joseph and his mother, it says, and his father and his mother. You see, they tried to make Joseph Jesus' father. The father of Jesus is God, not Joseph. So it's trying to eliminate, this is their attempt to eliminate the virgin birth, and it also strips away Jesus' deity.
1: That's right. Acts 2.30 says, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. That's the King James Version. Now, the word Christ is omitted and replaced in 42 versions. And uh, this is the phrases they use. Instead of Christ, it says, uh, one of his descendants upon his throne.
0: That's a huge change. Yeah.
1: Or another version says, someone from his own family would sit on David's throne. Uh, Or a third way, that of the fruit of his loins, he would set uh, on upon his throne, set one upon his throne that of the fruit of his loins he would set one upon his throne. Well, you know, that's not saying Christ. Exactly. You know, so a total of 42 versions changed the word Christ to descendants or from his own family uh, or, or so forth. You know, the point of the verse is that it would be Christ himself, not just a descendant. Now let's look at John six forty-seven. 47. Uh, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me has everlasting life. The words, on me, are omitted in at least 16 versions. On me is the requirement. Why would you take that out? Luke 4, 8 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, It said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Get thee behind me, Satan, is missing in 32 versions. Uh, Get thee behind me, Satan, identifies where this thinking originated.
0: Good point. Okay, let's look at just a few more here. Um, Mark 2.17 says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And to repentance is eliminated in 40 versions. So removing repentance. Matthew 23.14 says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense, make long prayer. Therefore, you shall receive the greater damnation. All of this is missing in 17
1: versions. That's a lot. That's an important one. You know, then uh, these next uh, verses are the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Luke 11, verse 2 through 4, in 42 versions, they leave out the word our in our Father and also eliminate the next phrase, which art in heaven. Why would you eliminate our Father"? and which art in heaven. That's eliminated in 42 versions. Now, the prayer in the King James uh, reads as such, and this is in Matthew 6, 9-13. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, here's an example in the Message Bible of the Lord's Prayer. Here's how it reads. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best, as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. That's the Lord's Prayer in the Message Bible. That is sad. You know, the Lord's Prayer in the King James Version does not say to reveal who God is. It says to hallow or honor his name. It doesn't say for God to set the world right. It says for us to pray that his kingdom will come to earth and... uh, that his will would be done on the earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't say for him to keep us alive by giving us three square meals a day. It says for us to ask for our daily bread. It doesn't say for God to keep us forgiven and to keep us forgiving others. It says for us to forgive others so that we can be forgiven. That's a big difference. That
0: is a big difference.
1: It doesn't say to keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. It says to keep us from temptation and to deliver us from uh, from evil. It doesn't say that God can do anything he wants because he can't override man's free will. It doesn't say he is ablaze in beauty. It says God is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You know, where all these changes actually started was in the Garden of Eden. In Genesis 3.1, Satan said to Eve, Half God said... He was attempting to create doubt on what God said, and he also deleted part of what God said and lied about the last thing God said. So that's where it all started.
0: That's a good point. And Bill, this is still happening today with many of the scholars stating that God did not say some of these verses. These changes and deletions all started back during the Apostles' Day with the Gnostics.
1: That's right. And you know, the Gnostics did not believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. They didn't believe in his second coming. They didn't believe in the virgin birth. And they did not believe Jesus created all things. And they did not believe he came in the flesh. What they did believe was that all material was evil. Therefore, God could not have created the material world. In addition, they believed Jesus could not have taken on material form. He could not have come in the flesh, but was only a phantom. Yet 1 John 4, 3 states, every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. So right up front, you can see many of these translators were not even believers.
0: That's amazing.
1: You know, and Dr. Chuck Messler quotes Irenaeus, who was an apologist, author, and a brilliant theologian, and well-respected, uh, very well-respected. And He wrote five books in 165 AD refuting the Gnostics, and he said, Uh, wherefore they and their followers have betaken themselves to mutilating the scriptures which they themselves have shortened. So the King James Version came from the writings out of Antioch uh, where the apostles' writings were centered. This was known as the accepted text and later became known as the Texas Receptus.
0: And Dr. Chuck Missler, in his study called Which Bible, says, quote, at the end of the third century, Lucian of Antioch compiled Greek text to become primarily standard throughout the Byzantine world, which is the basis for Textus Receptus, quote. And this is what the King James Version is based on.
1: Right. Now, most of the other versions of the modern Bibles come from Alexandria, Egypt, not Antioch. Uh, this was the Alexandrian text, which was a 5th century uh, manuscript. This was based on two older manuscripts, the Codex Saniaticus, which was a manuscript that dated around 350 AD, and the Codex Vaticanus, which was dated around 325 AD. However, these two older manuscripts had already deleted many verses out of the writings from the apostles. Many of the translators of these three manuscripts were Gnostics, And the Gnostics were evolutionists. Now, these verses have uh, been deleted that were quoted by the early church fathers. Many of these verses that they're saying are not in the original manuscripts. They were quoted by the early church fathers long before these ancient manuscripts even existed. There are many copies of the early church fathers' writings which quote the verses that have been uh, removed. So we know they existed.
0: And most of our modern Bible translations, Bill, are based on the influence and writings of two men named Westcott and Hort. And Dr. Chuck Missler, in his two-part teaching on how we got our Bible, states, Westcott and Hort were Anglican churchmen, who had contempt for the Textus Receptus. Both were influenced by Origen and others who denied the deity of Jesus Christ and embraced the present Gnostic heresies of the period from the headquarters of the Gnostics, which is Alexandria. They changed the traditional Greek text in 8,413 places. The King James Version was started in 1607. More than 50 scholars, through prayerful committees, reviewed... 5,556 manuscripts available, their major reliance was on the Textus Receptus, and the King James Version was heralded as the noblest monument of English prose, quote.
1: Right. Now, Dr. Chuck Missler lists some of the quotes from Westcott and Hort in his teaching. Just give me a few. Uh, this is, quote, Westcott in a letter to the Archbishop, Archbishop of Canterbury, uh, Hort wrote, in April 3rd, 1860, quote, but the book which has engaged me most is Darwin. Hort said, I am inclined to think that no such state as Eden ever existed. And Hort, writing to Westcott about Christ, said, the popular doctrine of substitution is an immoral and material counterfeit certainly nothing could be more unscriptural than the modern limiting of christ bearing our sins and suffering to his death but that is only one aspect of an almost universal heresy <laughs> i mean so it's saying that that uh, his substitution was not enough
0: amazing you know it's horrible uh,
1: a couple more things hort uh, writes to westcott i have been persuaded for many years that mary worship and jesus worship have very much in common and their causes and results. This is in uh, uh, Westcott, Life of Westcott, Volume 1, page 233. So do you want to rely on their Bible as for accuracy? I don't think so. You know, and their Bible is uh, the revised version or the ERV.
0: You know, Bill, you know, in four places, the Bible says not to add or take away from God's word, or he will reprove thee. Or God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city. And those are in verses Revelation 22, 19, Proverbs 30, verse 6, Deuteronomy 4, 2, Deuteronomy 12, 32. And then Psalms 12, 6 through 7 says, The words of the Lord, you shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. And 1 Peter 1:25, But the word of the Lord endures forever. And lastly, Matthew 24, 35, my words shall not pass away. So it's amazing with all this, these changes, deletions, and perversion of the scriptures, how God still preserves his word.
1: Right. Even in some of these modern translations, the majority is correct. Yes. You know, it's just uh, many, these 8,400 changes. Which
0: are some very important ones.
1: Right. So God said his word would forever be preserved. The King James Version is still the most preserved of all the versions. This is why in these last days it is being attacked and from within the body of Christ. You know, the devil hates the Word of God. You know, and people used to memorize Scripture, and it was easier because most used the King James Version. But today, with so many versions, people are not memorizing verses. You know, and this is just one thing I just want to bring up. I had uh, once uh, lost my Bible, my King James Version, and it's the fourth edition, and not uh, it's not published anymore. You can't find it. And I have memorized verses, and I know right where they are on the page. You know, I can think, okay, I remember that's on the uh, left-hand page, inside column about a third of the way down. So that's how much I've read it, but it helps you to remember and memorize Scripture when you stick with one version and I had lost my Bible, had left it on the roof of my car oh, when no. I left church. I was leaving church, and I forgot. I left it up on the roof, and I drove away, got home, and I thought, where is it? And I remembered it was on the roof. So I drove back, and I found it in the street, and a car had written over it, so there was a tire mark on it still, you know, a black tire And you mark. had
0: a, like a cover over the Bible, right? right a right. leather cover. Well,
1: the Bible survived, but, you know, I, I wanted to keep that version because I just remember where everything is on the page. But my point is, you stick them with the King James. It helps you to memorize verses and, you know, even know where it's at on the page, you know, you can visualize it. That's
0: true. And I admit, I use the new King James just because it's, you know, a bit easier to read. Right. You know, and again, the other versions are fine to use and to gain clarity on a verse and the majority of its contents are the word of God. However, as Dr. Henry Morris said in Defending the Faith page 34, regarding the King James, he said, quote, it is the most beautiful, the most powerful, and I strongly believe the most reliable of any that we have or ever will have until Christ returns, quote.
1: That's a good quote. You know, so we encourage you to stay primarily with the King James Version, and you will glean from it its accuracy, its completeness, and its majesty. If you enjoyed today's podcast,
0: please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at
1: soulchoiceministries.org.